My guest today is Brian Rosen. Brian is a financial planner and financial executive who achieved success at an early age and has built that into a consistent, high-performing career. He joins me today to talk about his career path while learning about the challenge he's overcome, what it takes to be consistent in this business, and how the lessons he has learned can help those who come after him. I'm Paul Blanco, and this is Small Steps, Big Wins. All right, Brian Rosen, welcome to Small Steps, Big Wins. I've been uh, I've been so excited to get you on the show. Obviously, we have a long history together, and uh, I'm juiced up for you to share your story and uh, how you got where you are, how you started, and all that good stuff. So, welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks, Paul. Really excited to be here. Can't wait for this. Yeah, I'm excited. So I know that. Um, I feel bad. I see you're in your office in New York City today. And I, I know you told me it took you uh, longer than normal, like three hours to go 30 miles, but uh, you look fresh and ready to go. I said the good news was you, uh, Brian told me he had his dad with him today. So I said, that's good that you got to spend three hours with your dad. So good for you. Quality time, man. Quality time. <laughs> what a great, great experience. Well, we'll get into later how Zoom has changed uh, part of your career, but I think the I think the place I'd like to start, Brian, is you know many of our listeners are at all different stages of their career, but I always like to start with the journey where the journey began. And why don't you tell me like how you came about the career and and why and you know what you were thinking when you were a twenty two year old kid coming into the financial service industry. Sure. Um, that's a great place to start. And I think some of the, the values that I've had and were instilled in me growing up as far as work ethic and, and so on and so forth really parlayed me into a great career here. So, you know, we, we grew up as a working family, whether it was working open houses at my grandfather's ice cream store or working as a landscaper in a, a garden center environment. Everything that we did was hard work and give it 110% all the way through. So working at the family garden center, my grandfather at the time, anytime we had some downtime together would kind of educate me on what a stock was and how to research a stock and so on and so forth. So he goes, you know, the store's not going to be here forever. You have to think about a career that you might want to go into long-term. So I was like, okay, pop. We'll, we'll see if that actually happens. And they actually sold the store the day I went to college. So I had to think about a major and a career path. So I chose finance. Very intrigued in finances. A lot of family members, friends were in the financial industry around uh, my home and in our social circle. So I loved learning about finances in college and then had the opportunity to be introduced to Barnum right when I was graduating. And that's when I met Joe LaPresti, had an incredible meeting with him, uh, met you and Mindy, and the rest was kind of history. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, I could think back to when you first started, but, you know, one thing that's uh, really interesting is you really, truly did hit the ground running. 
and you broke a lot of uh, records in the industry as a young professional in the financial service industry in terms of, and when I think of breaking records, I think of the impact you've had on clients' lives, but was there any challenges early on or obstacles that you faced, especially being new to the industry? And, you know, tell us what, like where your mind was at that time. Sure. So I came, I came into the business from literally going to school and working full time. So I had a paycheck every single day. So starting out in the business, I was concerned about, hey, where would my next dollar come from? So my meeting with Joe was, hey, listen, as long as you see 15 people a week, you're going to be successful and you'll be able to cover your expenses. I said, okay, 15 people a week, I'll make X. Well, what happens if I want to make Y? He goes, see more people. I said, what happens if I see more people? He goes, you're going to do better. So I said, okay, so I'm going to go see more people. The challenge that I had personally as a, as a young advisor is I was Again, fortunate enough to have such a great natural market, but my natural market was in Long Island. Our firm at the time was in, in, still is, is in Shelton, Connecticut. That's where my office was. And I was driving back and forth every day, trying to map out the appointments along my route of 95 to 495 and back. So I think I spent more time on MapQuest than I did e-money in the earlier part of my career. And, and did you, did you struggle with clients when they first met you or people you knew that you were younger in the business or did you think that, did that not affect you, you know, when you first started? Uh, being, being brand new in the business and making phone calls at 22, 23 years old, obviously, um, people that you meet are a little concerned that you just came into the business, so on and so forth. So one of the advantages that we had early on is I partnered with a senior advisor who I brought out to some of the more challenging appointments that I had. Um, I brought Joe Lopresti to my natural marketing family. So they knew that we had a larger firm behind them than just me that cared in planning. You know, being a student in the business really, really young, I, in between my appointments and late at night, I would study on strategy, on product and educate myself. So if somebody did ask me a question earlier on in one of those meetings, I was still able to provide value and in a way surprise them. Hey, you know, this kid right out of, came right out of college, but he knows what he's talking about. Right. And what I was going to make a comment was, uh, for the listeners out there, Joe Lapresti, who Brian keeps referring to, is the manager that he started under, and he's the one that helped uh, develop Brian and coach Brian through to, still to this day. So um, I think that's really important that uh, it's great that he had such a major impact on you early and, and through the whole career. So when I think of turning points in your career, I think one of the things that really helped catapult you was going into you know, plan smart and slash corporate ed. And you started teaching, you know, in fortune 1000 companies at a very young age. And that was a great place to you, for you to meet clients that were like-minded and, you know, were ready to, you know, they saw you as an educator and then obviously then decided to use you as a financial planner. So why don't you tell us a little about that and how that program helped you and the things of that nature. 
Sure. PlantSmart was absolutely a turning point in my career, which catapulted us into success of what we have today. And, and just like you said, to have a captive audience in one location, educate them first on common problems that Americans face on financial planning, whether that's sending their kids to school or retiring comfortably or protecting their assets. They all have a need and a concern, which is why they're sitting in that room. So some of the obstacles that we talked about before about driving everywhere, making one phone call to get one appointment. In the plant smart world, you walk into a room, you have 50 people as a captivated audience that you're educating, providing value, gaining trust, and then giving them the opportunity to sit down with you one-on-one after you educate them for a period of whether it's one hour or eight hours. So what that did is it, it changed prospecting from calling somebody to get one appointment to going to a venue, going to a corporation and seeing multiple people and gaining referrals through those individuals as well. That's pretty amazing. And, uh, and obviously that's still a huge part of your business today. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more later, but I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to think about talk about and think about your mindset. When you think of, you know, as a newer advisor to today, what has shifted in your mindset that helps you to continue to bring it each day, but also how you go about your business? And is there a difference in your mindset or is it the same mindset it was when you first started? So, being close to almost 20 years in the business, and it's crazy, I think I'm approaching 18 or 19 years right now. In the beginning, we were helping clients solve a future need, whether that was put money into a 529 and eventually your kids can go to school, buy this life insurance policy because it's going to protect your future family if something happens to you. Add money to your 401k and Roth IRA because at some point you're going to want to retire. Fast forward now 18 years and we have successfully seen our clients' kids go to college that we helped them fund. We have seen people not run out of money in retirement because of the sum of the planning that we put in place. And unfortunately, we have seen clients get disabled, pass away, I need some type of long-term care service. So some of the promises that we put in place years ago are helping spouses and themselves continue their life financially if the major breadwinner passed away, got hurt, or is going through a long-term care position. So a lot of what I do now when I meet somebody brand new is really educate them on some of the success stories that I've had in the past. This is some of the reasons why we do X, Y, and Z. Let me explain this to you. It has changed, I would say, my why, right? The why in the past was get as many people as you can, go see as many people as you can, you know you can help them, so on and so forth. But now the why is, wow, I really helped all of these people along the way. I want to continue to see these things into fruition. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think that's amazing. And thank you for sharing that because I think one of the things that the industry needs to really continue to hammer home 
is the emotional side of having those connections. And when you think of a career, there's not many careers like this that you get to impact as many lives. Our mission is impact as many lives as possible. And it's great that you're getting great strength today in your career to continue to, to see what you did in the past come to fruition on both sides, right? Like I'm retiring in style or something happened that I needed to use some of the risk management tools that you put in place. It's really awesome. And for the people that are younger out there listening, once that clicks in your head, that's it's over for you. And, and for me, that was uh, very early in my career, especially just selling one silo of the business. It clicked pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, that really gave me strength every day to, to, to follow through, you know, so staying on mindset today or in the middle of your career or the beginning, did you have any mental challenges in the business? Like how did you stay strong through, you know, some of the points of your career or some of the ups and downs of, of, of the industry? Uh, how did you do that? One of the greatest things about this business is you have the chance to hire and fire yourself every day, right? And I can't tell you how many times after a very stressful day and a couple of negatives throughout the course of the day that I would fire myself at night and say, wow, this is really, really tough. I wake up in the morning refreshed and rehire myself. You know, we educate our clients regularly to maintain a long-term focus without under, without really paying attention to the day-to-day distractions that pop up all the time. And when you grow a business and you have existing clients and still trying to acquire new clients, you have a lot of things that pop up every single day and trying to manage them and not be as emotionally tied as you possibly can be is really, really difficult. Because we take a lot of things to heart. So some of the mental challenges that I've had is I've, I've met with a new client or a new prospect and I, and I put my heart and soul into rolling out this financial plan for them. And I know all the reasons why they should do X, Y, and Z, but getting them across the finish line, either they said no or whatever, it was really difficult for me to take that no and just move on to the next. And I would really spend a lot of time on re-educating and sending another email and sending another follow-up to make sure that I got my point across to the point where they said, Brian, I got it. We're just going to move in a different direction. So um, that's hard for me. And that was hard for me throughout the course of my career. It still is. Well, and and that makes a lot of sense, right? And and clients do procrastinate sometimes and and sometimes they agree with everything, but they don't move on. And, you know, I think that eventually they will. And, you know, you've educated them on that. So that's great news there. Has there been any support system around you that you leaned on through your career to say, hey, you know, like I need help here or that? Like talk about that a little bit. Sure. I would say that our Barnum family has been a rock for me in my life, both professionally and personally. So if it wasn't for those every morning calls with Joe or reaching out to you and Mindy to get some checks and balances in my life, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So 
you know, the advantage that we have and, and we're fortunate to have a group of individuals that really care for each other, that we can reach out to anybody in our firm for guidance, say, Hey, did you walk into this before? Can you help me along the path? Or just a a pat on the back, say, Hey, you're doing all right. Keep it going. Yeah. Which is really nice in a, in a industry like this to have that. And, uh, we appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it's exciting to see the growth. So when I think about that for a minute, like you had this, as I opened it up, you had this explosive growth, you have this why that you have, you have a support system around you. You know, when I think about not only growing, but keep growing and making the change, what I find for financial advisors is it's one to be very technically sound, like you talked about earlier on all sides of the balance sheet and having a why and helping the clients. But the difference between growing from X to Y is then making the shift to a business owner because now you're running, it's not just you by yourself. You have a team and you have lots of responsibility, lots of clients and processes and systems. And so let's talk about, you know, making that shift and how you've kept the momentum going almost 20 years later. Well, number one is not violating the basics that I learned, basics that I learned when I first came into the business. So, you know, I am a, I'm a creature of habit. I would say I have a little bit of OCD that my day can't start unless my sock drawer is organized properly. <laughs> uh, I just said that with my team in a meeting today that I had this morning and sticking to the basics are very, very, very important. Making sure that your work week is organized and moving forward, making sure that your internal organization for us, um, our sales force is up to date. It is accurate. We built, um, efficiency on managing money. So when you acquire somebody as a new client, it is just building on what you've already created. Um, and like I said before, our family values are to give 110% in everything that we do. You know, the ceiling is unlimited here. And if you have that mindset, and you want to grow and continue to grow every day, there's no minimum, there's no maximum. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, you know, you're, you're, you're extremely humble about what you've done as a practitioner. But when I look at it, you know, we always teach to people in any business that trains run on tracks and, and you've built a lot of tracks in your business to give you the scale and the ability to manage the clients the way you do and to continue to have, you know, where I was going next was continue to have some work-life balance. And I think that you um, early career had uh, a way different work-life balance where most people today, and we'll get into after COVID and using technology, but most of the people today have a little more balance after that. But you really did that as a very young business owner in your career. So why don't you talk about how you look at that and how you've done it and, and what it means to you? Sure. Working for us is just staying connected regardless of where you are. Right. And I was fortunate to grow up in a boating um, family and a skiing family. And one of my driving factors of coming into 
a career post-college was to make sure that I could maintain the family values and the things that we love to do as an individual and a family, you know, as my wife and my kids as well. So we continue to go skiing, we continue to go boating, but during those times, we're all, I'm also still working, right? So we block out certain um, percentage of our day to work just from a different environment. And we'll talk about the, the post-COVID world of how that gave us the ability to really work everywhere. But work-life balance is really important. You know, I would say that the only thing that changes for me is the view that I look at, not what I do when I wake up in the morning. Because what I do when I wake up in the morning is exactly the same regardless of where I am. Well, you know, let, let's stay there for a minute. And I think that's really a great statement you just made, right? I never heard you say it like that, but your view is different, but your day is very similar, right? So when you think of, you know, I find that, you know, people talk about today, it's their morning ritual or their daily habits. And, you know, I have one. And if I fray from it, like today was a great example. I said, I'm, I'm going into the office late because we have a big event tonight. And I showed up at the regular time and my assistant said, why are you here? And I said, I, I can't not come in at the same time. It's just, it's my daily habit, right? So for you, you know, you have a different view, but is your daily, so what is that daily routine like in the morning, personally and professionally? Like, what do you do? Sure. So I wake up just about every single day, like clockwork at, at 6 a.m., sometimes five minutes before, but sometimes 10 minutes after. No more than that. I get up, take a shower, go get my coffee, work out and start my day. So whether I'm working from home and my day starts at 7.30 in the morning at my computer, whether I'm working from a different location, the same thing happens. Um, I feel that I need to be a creature of habit and I need to continue um, on the same path because once you start adjusting that, when you have a lot of appointments a week and a lot of responsibility, not only in your business, but in your personal life, something falls through the cracks. So staying organized, getting up right away, putting out any fires that might've happened overnight via emails or text messages or phone calls and continuing on out of your day. Right. So as you think about, you know, you got all this stuff going, for any of you that don't know, you know, Brian's in his 20th year, but he almost is 20 there, but he came in when he was 22. So a young professional year building a practice. What's some of the goals and what's some of the things like when you think of where you're going, kind of give us a gauge of what that looks like, you know, in the next, if we, if we were to sit here again in five years from now, what's, what's it going to look like? Sure. So as far as my business is concerned, you know, inspiring as many people as possible and assisting as many individuals as possible. And, you know, starting out in the business in my early twenties, but really specializing in the retiree space. A lot of my clients are now aging, you know, they're 15, 20 years into retirement but also their children are starting to come out into the workforce. So expanding relationships with our existing clients with their children and educating their children on how to be financial, financially successful 
because maybe we might not have the opportunity to educate in their workplace, or they might not be as fortunate to have somebody like us educate in their workplace. Um, so on the business side, really continue to maintain that promise that I had to my existing clients and also make sure that their entire family is protected. You know, on the personal side, stay healthy, right? Make sure that this business could be very, very, very rewarding, but it can also be very stressful. You need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so you can be a better spouse. You can be a better parent. I have two young kids, nine and almost 11, and there's not a day that they don't walk in uh, to my office when I'm walking from home. They say, daddy, how was your day today? Who did you help? You know, tell me about your day. And the future of that is I would love to, to see them you know, assist as many people as I can if they wanted to come into our business. So I have many different goals for the future. And I know you say this all the time. I do believe that we're just starting out. We are hundred percent. You are. And I agree with you. And I think when you have that attitude, it, it gives you great strength to continue to just go on and, and build those habits and, and build those practice and have those dreams and visions, you know, can I, can I ask a question when you talked about working with the children of your clients, you know, I think you, people hear that and, you know, say that, but are you being very intentional about that? And if you are, can you share, you know, what you're doing? Sure. So this, this was eye-opening for me, um, in our practice about eight, nine years ago, one of our top clients, unfortunately passed away. It was just an, an incredible, incredible guy wound up getting sick by helping down in 9-11. Um, passed away and we paid out the death claim to his family. At that time, within a couple of weeks, their money from their investment accounts and the life insurance proceeds was, were gone. The, the children spent it. They liquidated the accounts right away. And not only did we lose them as clients, that wasn't the painful point. The painful point was all the work that we did leading up to this. The second that um, the lead of the family passed away, everything just fell apart. So what we really started doing since then was talking to our clients about proper estate planning, proper trust planning, proper protection planning for their kids if their kids are not in a proper financial or mental mindset to inherit assets today, but also give them the ability to allow their children to work with us, okay? Without charging them, educating them, doing some seminars for their, their children as well. So right now we're about 25% of the way there when we look at our records of working with our clients' children, we want to get that significantly higher. And one of the reasons why we haven't is because they were very young in their teens and now they're starting to come into the workforce. So we believe that is the next path to build a holistic pra practice, not just on one family, but multi-generational. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And I think that, you know, there's some stats where, you know, clients, you know, when they're pass on, they move away from their advisor. And I think that's silly because there's, you know, there's, it's very hard and the parents had a mission and a vision and 
you, you know, you could carry that on if there's continuity there. So I love that you're doing that. Um, when, you know, so what right now, I know you got your why and I know you, you have all these momentum that you're doing, but what really changed after COVID hit and a lot of bad happened, but there was a lot of really good wins there in the business world and personally, and maybe you can share how you've taken, you know, lemons and made them into lemonade for you and your practice. Sure. So when, when you have a schedule where you know that you're working from seven o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night, every single day in pre COVID world, that 7 AM to 9 AM was commuting. And a few hours throughout the course of the day, we're driving to individuals' homes. So out of a, a 12 hour or 11 hour workday, the time wasted traveling and commuting was probably about five hours of that day. What COVID gave us the ability to do was be comfortable doing a Zoom. So you say this all the time, right? You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Prior to COVID, we were, I was very uncomfortable with Zoom because I wanted to sit at the kitchen table with a husband and wife or spouses, significant others. I wanted to be in my office face to face, but COVID kind of catapulted us into that world. The advantage now on multiple um, factors is instead of having 40 appointments a week, we can have 60 appointments a week because the transition is moving from one appointment to the other within a minute, just switching on a different Zoom. On the plant smart side, instead of educating in a company regionally where you're driving to that company in a conference room and educating 50 people at a time, we're now educating nationally where somebody from Washington, DC, California, Texas, Washington state, can attend our webinar and we're reaching many, many more people in that corporation. That is both a positive and a negative, right? The positive is we're reaching more people. The negative is keeping them engaged in a webinar series versus a uh, seminar personal series. Um, I think some of the challenges on webinars as meetings is Captivating both spouses at once, right? So sometimes when we, when we send out our, our Calendly link, one spouse will say, okay, I'm available. Let's have a call or Zoom at this time without connecting to both. So making sure that you are still providing the same touch points, the same value and the same sensitivity in every meeting um, is important. Awesome. So uh, stay on that for a second. You know, you mentioned Calendly and for the people that don't know that it's an online tool that can help with people booking onto your appointments on your calendar. It's really taken, you know, someone that maybe worked 30 hours on booking appointments for advisors to, you know, maybe they're down to five hours doing it using this tool, but you've adopted technology pretty quickly in your career and, and, and maximize that maybe just give a high level of, you know, what that means and, you know, to you and your advisor practice. Sure. 
So we actually just had a meeting with our team this morning on file prep and scheduling. So file prep, when we were in the office five days a week, was I had a stack of files um, on every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they were paper files and they were 100% complete, whether I had a phone call or a face-to-face meeting. Now we just call this virtual file prep to make sure that every person that we talk to, their Salesforce is 100% accurate, their personal financial view, e-money is 100% accurate. Um, and their allocation across Investor360 and some of the other processes uh, that we use for client management are accurate, you know, at the value of a contact of what we talk about in earlier parts of our career. So when we talk about technology, we did have a dedicated support person solely for scheduling. Now, since we integrated Calendly, you're right, I think it's less than five hours a month that somebody spends on that. Um, but you also have to be very diligent because what Cal- Calendly could be your best friend by helping somebody just pick and choose the time that they want to meet. But all of a sudden you could have somebody book for an appointment at the later end of today or tomorrow morning. And if your internal organizational staff is not a hundred percent correct, you're then scrounging to try and make sure that that appointment, you're ready for that appointment. So I, I actually did this talk um, when you had me on for the firm during COVID on some of the things that you can just make sure that you know about your clients. And PFV and eMoney, everybody believes should be a client-facing tool. I believe it's one of the best advisor-facing tools in our industry because if those connections are accurate, and the client has everything that they have connected there, you're seeing the full picture, whether it's assets that you have, but more importantly, assets that are held away that you don't manage yet. So when you go through and you do review meetings with your clients, understanding what they have and what they don't have in real time just makes that review meeting significantly easier and helps grow your business on targeting strategies. It's awesome. Thank you, Brian, for sharing that. Uh, my last question of the day is, you know, if you have an advisor out there that's uh, in the industry already or thinking of going in, one piece of advice you'd give them. Stick to the basics and don't violate them. You know, the career paths in our industry, um, the wheel wasn't reinvented. It was there for you to roll down the hill and just continue. And I've always said that, um, you know, wind me up and point me in the right direction. And I am not going to run out unless the batteries do. Be educated. Be educated and make sure that if you go sit down with somebody, there's always value that you could provide to them, right? Don't let licensing or lack of education on a product or strategy preclude you from acquiring a client. Great. Well, Brian Rosen, thank you. When you think of uh, small steps, you know, that ultimately gives you big wins. You've lived that for almost 20 years in this industry personally and professionally. And thank you for being on today. And thank you for all you do for all those people out there. And clients are very lucky to have you as part of their uh, life on the financial side, but also personally. So thank you again for being on today. 
Thank you, Paul. And we feel the same. Thank you for being who you are and helping us along the path for the last 20 years. You got it. Have a great rest of the afternoon, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Small Steps, Big Wins. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Securities and investment advisory services offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC. Member SIPC, 6 Corporate Drive, Shelton, Connecticut, 06484, telephone number 203-513-6000.